0: i'm tiffany voice and this is the best of what's mine is yours
1: good morning morning
0: there's some coffee behind me great just what i need
1: what do you want to write today i did have this one idea
0: have you ever heard a song and felt like it was yours that it was written for you me too And that's why I moved to Nashville, Tennessee to record and sing songs written by people who have written songs you've heard, the songs you have grown to love, the songs you were raised on, and the songs that you've attached your stories to. Come along with me as I interview songwriters who write the words that inspire all of us. This is What's Mine Is Yours. Our guest today is Zarni Devet. Zarni was born in South Africa. Having a strong passion for playing the piano and writing songs, Zarney attended Berklee School of Music in Boston, living in Seattle and Austin before finally making the move to Nashville, Tennessee to pursue a career in the music business. Zarney is signed with Big Yellow Dog Music and has since claimed the number one spot on iTunes and number two spot on Billboard's country digital sales chart with her song, Somebody Does, recorded by rising duo Tiger Lily Gold. What was fun about Zarney? And by no means is this a bad thing, but I've interviewed so many people who have all of these accolades, right? These number ones. Zarni's relatively, I guess, new to the scene, getting her feet wet, working with these newer artists and discovering where she's going to land and finding the success now. I think it's so important for the audience to hear a guest like this and not just a guest with the laundry list. I've been there, done that. While that's important and so inspiring. I think someone like Zarni is equally important and just as inspiring because it's really hard to look at someone at the top of the mountain, but you're not seeing the struggle and how they got there. You're just like, gosh, I want to be there. And what's nice about Zarni is she's talking about getting to the top now. She's trying to create that journey showing you what that's like and it's very important for people to hear her struggles how she feels she's still a very young woman in town trying to make her way and that in itself is such an important role for this podcast it's not all about hearing about the a-listers because one day zarnie will be i'm very confident that you will know who zarnie is as a producer and a songwriter in this town and it's just all about the timing and finding that circle and finding the artist that she wants to work with. And she will do that. Hello, Zarni Diva. Hello.
1: It is so good to have you here. Thanks. It's so good to be here in your beautiful space.
0: I would say so far in Nashville, your biggest success has been the song Somebody Does. Yeah. Recorded by Tiger Lily, Gold. Number one spot on iTunes, number two spot on Billboard's Country Digital Sales Chart. Yeah. What was that like?
1: It was insane. So cool. I was in Steamboat, Colorado at the time, and they had texted me really early in the morning. and be like, we're number one. It was so cool. I really let myself just be really happy about that for a second. Yeah. It was really cool.
0: I'm very bad at celebrating things in the yeah. moment because then
1: you just go, okay, well, now. Net, what's the next thing? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. So you allowed yourself to... I did.
1: I really did. And then I like quickly tried to like take it away from myself. Even now, Evan will be like, Zarny's had a number one. And then I'm always like, but not on country. I feel like I have to like, just, you know. Oh, not no. Why?
0: It's Uh -uh. cool. It is cool. Yeah. Was it a moment? Did it wash over? You're like, okay, I'm on the right track. Yeah. I'm doing what I came here to do. And
1: this is validating. Yeah. I'm doing something right. Yeah. It wasn't not even so much about that song necessarily, but as the artist that I'm gravitating towards, I was like, I think maybe I'm right. Maybe, maybe. I'm making good calls because yeah. I called it on Tiger Lily Gold so long ago. I've been writing with them. Steve introduced us, like in my first publishing deal. they were- Robert called it a long time ago, too. on that Tiger is- Lily. Yeah, they were playing it on Broadway when I was writing with them. They didn't really didn't have much else going on except they were playing on Broadway. But I was like, I don't know, man. They've got all the things. Mm-hmm. And so if anything, it was a reassurance of keep working with the people that make you feel that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I have since and it seems to be going okay because the ones I'm feeling that way about are either starting to pop off or doing cool stuff.
0: think when in doubt go with your gut. I mean, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Tell me about writing that
1: song. We wrote it just me and them. So there's the three of us. And I would loved this whole internet phase that people were doing like the i don't know who needs to hear this oh right right yeah yeah and i texted kendra and i was like is there any way to make that like an empowering song because those songs are nearly impossible to write and not have them be like corny and some people probably listening to this are like that song is corny and hey what's up but i feel like we we did it where it's it's not cringy and I think that's what was cool about that is using that language of I don't know who needs to hear this but yeah all these different things that you feel like you may be but like you mean something to someone else just feel like was a cool angle it was a fun pretty easy right was it a fast write? yeah fast-ish fast-ish and the girls came in that day and I remember them being like oh we're not feeling that motivated today I don't know if they had come off the road or what was happening I think they were just tired and but we like mauled over this idea and I had a little track vibe going. You know that in the in the recording that the thing that the mm-hmm. guitar is playing, I had that in the little track. I forget which one of them. They're both such like great melody people, but I started singing the verse. We're like, yeah, this feels cool to list all these different things. Like maybe you're this, maybe you're that. And then I don't know who needs to hear this. Yeah, it just came that way. I love it. Yeah.
0: Produced by Shane McNally. I know. Which is pretty dang cool. It's so cool. I mean, it's a goal to have him on the show. So did you have any interaction with him with any of that?
1: I did not know. It's really incredible how that process came to be. Like, He's such an incredible producer and writer and just everything at this point. He can make so many calls on the fly. So that came together. They were in the studio and... They had an idea of what they were going to cut, but not 100% sure. So they even went in that day, and I wasn't even sure that that was going to okay. get cut. yeah. They sent me a video, and he's in the video, and like they're in the studio. So that was so cool to see him there and hear how badass it was already sounding. And then they were like, yeah, we cut it. It's probably going to be the single. Hold the girl. What's up? Let's do it. Have you met him? I have not. Do you want not- to write with him? Hell yeah.
0: I mean, who doesn't write? If someone says no, that's kind of a weird...
1: Of course. Oh, hopefully it catches me on a good day, you know? You probably don't have a lot of the bad days. Maybe not anymore. No, I do. I think I'm just probably better at faking my bad days than I mm-hmm. used to be. hmm
0: <laughs> The stuff about you online is a lot of mention about pop music. Mm-hmm. How would you
1: define pop music? Ooh. I'm just going to answer, it like, pop right now. Because pop's meant so many different things. For me, knowing I'm writing a pop song that day, I'm thinking I can get really weird with the sounds. Okay. Probably like a little bit organic because maybe Trap Hats are like so 2010. We could probably say anything we want.
0: There's way more storytelling in pop these days, I think.
1: Yeah, way more stream of consciousness. I like pop songs to feel like the thing that you thought that like nobody else wanted to say out loud kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I love those songs that are saying the thing where you're like, oh, me too. So yeah, that's how I would. Well,
0: now that you're in the Nashville country music writing space, how would you define country music?
1: I know I'm writing a country song that day. The idea really has to be great. I'm not saying that pop ideas don't have to be great, but I am saying that like pop, you can get far with a vibe and a cool melody and cool lyrics. And country, obviously, to each his own. One person might think one idea is great that I don't consider to be a great idea, but like in my mind, it still hinges on like the, there's the title and Mm. we're like, how are we paying that off? A lot of my pop rights, lately I've had a lot of luck with, in fact, the Averyana song that the Mm self-love that just came out, no one came in with that title. That just happened because we were having a conversation and that all just was a magical happening. But I've had a lot of luck with that with my pop rights where we like go more on a concept or something they're dealing with or something they're thinking about. And then you get them talking and then they say one thing and you're like, oh, that's super cool. And then you dig and then you will find the title. I can't think that I've done that a lot with country music. With my country rights, I feel like it's a lot more organized, quote unquote, here's the title, here's the storyline, here's the, or how can we flip it? Maybe if we do it from this person's perspective, it's way more interesting. Maybe the guy's not talking to the girl. Maybe he's talking to his dad, whatever. There's a lot more planning and talking and like um. hashing out in the way I like to write. Okay. Not everyone is that. Well, yeah, way, but I'm seeing it from
0: your perspective. From my
1: perspective, that is how I perceive it. Someone could come in with a one word pop title that's like free. I don't know, some title that I don't really give a shit about that, but I'm sure we can make it cool. Whereas country, I'd be like, nah, though. (laughs) I don't. Nah, though. And I don't know, maybe I need to be a little bit more open-minded, but that's currently how I'm doing it.
0: So why do you think it's such a conversation these days that the two genres have, for better or for worse, blended, where sometimes it's hard to tell the difference?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like when country started barring the musicality of pop, I guess, when they were like, oh, we can do some cool melodies.
0: When I explain it to people, I talk about it more melody-wise, yeah. instrumental-wise, because I think you can take an Olivia Rodrigo song and add some lap steel and a fiddle and you can make that country because she's great at storytelling yeah. and painting you a picture, yeah. which a lot of people say that is what country music is. Yeah. It's a, three-minute
1: movie. Yeah, that's true. I guess the thing is, though, it's so interesting. I was having this conversation with one of my co-writers the other day. You almost want a list of words that are cool to say in pop and not cool to say in country and vice versa. It's a language thing. I would never say, like, my therapist in country. I would never pose that as a lyric. To the Olivia example you just did, I think to a degree that, like, stream of consciousness thing can work in country as long as the language is okay. The country language is still pretty protected, and I kind of like that. I'm for the fact that things are going a lot more country now.
0: I'm shocked to hear you say that.
1: For me, too, as a producer, I'm bored of my trap hats. I'm bored of that stuff that was cool literally a year ago. We're hearing a lot more use organic sounds. People are not so much responding to super super poppy country stuff anymore. They want it to be like countryer. We keep getting that note, countryer. It's more like, of the
0: nostalgia of what was.
1: Totally, and I'm not mad about that. I love so much of what's happening on the radio right now because I'm hearing finally what I feel like is a blend that really appeals to me mm. personally, which is we're genuinely maintaining the country spirit, the turn of phrase idea, the cool, and like we're keeping it in what country people want to talk about and hear about right and the melodies are fire i think so i feel like we're in a cool space now where it's not like we've gotten a little bit away from just (laughs) i feel like we're like a little bit off of that it veered
0: away and now it's starting to find its way yeah
1: like you know that handle on you song the parker McCollum. oh yeah i love that song it's so, right now, the kind of stuff I want to be writing. You get the clever turn of phrase, mm-hmm. that's so country. Mm-hmm. You get that it still like lives in a country world. They're not high fashion New York. It's not the pop culture. It's country culture, but like fresh melodies, mm-hmm. organic instrument. Yeah. Like, I just think it's so cool. It's
0: a great combination so cool. of what you need for modern
1: country. Totally.
0: You have had a lot of success writing for television.
1: Oh, yeah, apparently so. <laughs> yeah accidentally
0: when you're writing for tv you didn't know that you were going to be doing that
1: at the time no i think my early singer songwriter stuff lent itself to Mm -hmm. that now that i'm a big yellow dog they have such an incredible sync department that i actually am intentionally writing for film and tv now with other writers who've had success in sync so what
0: would you say showing up that day if you know you're going to be writing for something for television what's the difference writing for television instead of writing for an artist
1: you don't need a solid idea. It really is like so the vibe, so the melody. The lyric is merely a vehicle. They still have to be good. They still have to make sense. You still have to be able to justify that's what this song is about. It can't be like nonsense, Uh but I would say it's almost in that priority. It's like vibe, melody, lyric is low on the bar.
0: Do you prefer one or the other?
1: No. The combination that's, Currently in my life right now, it's like I could on a Monday be with like the countryest person you ever met. Mm -hmm. Next day, pop. Next day, sync. And I love that. I really am happy with that combination.
0: Do you have a current theme right now that you find yourself repeatedly writing about?
1: No, I'll tell you a theme that I'm trying to not write about. Okay. Not necessarily a theme. It's a character. It's a character that I'm really bored of. It's guy loves girl and flatters her for three minutes. Okay. I'm, I can't, I'm not saying I'll never (laughs) do that again. For the time being, I cannot write that guy unless it's like your throw pillows and your yoga and like some details that are just undeniable. But if it's, I see you across the bar and like you're the prettiest thing. I can't, I'm out. I am so out. Uh Let's go for lunch. No i'm
0: out <laughs> i want to be a fly on the wall when someone brings it up and you go listen i would rather no. get anything yeah, chips salsa I would, yeah. margarita anything we're yeah. not here today
1: i would rather bake you a cake right now <laughs> than do that it's more just yeah it's like kind of just like the same character absolutely but when it's oh god what's another song i just absolutely adore one man band oh yeah sweetest such a love song that gives me all the feels okay but like the angle's cool yeah it's just a way different way to say the same thing if someone brought that idea i would be like hell yes
0: agreed it's, it's all just about the angles. angles
1: but again it's it's not the same guy it's a different guy that's a different character in that song he's coming from a way different place. His... The more that
0: you bring that up the more now listen I'm for look it at songs and i'm gonna go that's the same guy same
1: guy I just can't write that guy. For right now, I need a break from that guy. Well, first of all, where is
0: he? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, but where are he at though? Where are he maybe at? that's why it's so irritating. Because you're not real.
1: Literally. Yeah, liar. It's because you're a fictional one that three girls in a writing room made up, and they just keep making up. And keep making
0: up. It's because they've been swiping for a long time, and they're like, maybe let's just make him up. Practical magic, his ass. And make What's it up.
1: bullock his ass. What's up?
0: <laughs> Are you a, more of a melody or a lyric person?
1: I started out more of a melody person, but I think I've transitioned. Like today I wrote basically just lyrics because okay. the melody guy I was with was way better at melodies than me. So I was like, okay, cowboy, you do that. I will do the lyrics. Because it all starts with a song and a songwriter. Hey, thanks for listening to What's Mine Is Yours, the podcast with Tiffany Woise.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, you can stay updated with all things What's Mine Is Yours by visiting WMIYpodcast.com or following me on socials at Tiffany Woise and the podcast at WMIYpodcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We really appreciate it.
1: Recorded in Nashville, Tennessee. Produced in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Tiffany Woise in conjunction with Roundhouse Entertainment. Executive Producers Tiffany Woise and The Ed Hill. Original music from Robert Shavers and Kiefer Thompson. Recorded and engineered by Robert Shavers.
0: You can check out my music on all streaming services and a special playlist we've created for each episode with songs written by each guest only on Spotify. Thanks for listening to What's Mine is Yours.